How's it going, everybody? And welcome to episode one of the Elbows Up podcast. This is a real junior preview, so we'll be talking about uh, players lost, players to watch, uh, some playoff bracket and predictions, and some individual award predictions. Uh, I'm your host, Brett Potter, and I'm here with my co-host, Keen Kilback. How's it going, buddy? I'm doing good, man. I'm excited to get this started. It's good to see you. <laughs> a little nervous, but this is going to be good. First episode. Uh, I'm excited for the World Juniors. It's the best time of the year, so let's get this started. Oh, yeah. I couldn't agree more. I'm super excited to, to watch World Juniors and uh, hopefully see Canada win this thing. Uh, so, all right. Let's just get right into it with uh, Group A and... Uh, what do we think about Canada this year? They're coming off a big uh, World Junior win in August against Finland. Obviously, Ken Johnson with that huge overtime goal last year. Um, do you think they're going to be able to repeat this year? Well, I think so. I, I mean, I don't want to spoil the predictions too much. We'll share that at the end, but they're definitely the favorites going in, in my opinion. So, coming off the team last year, they do have a couple of guys lost. Um, so who are some of those guys that they lost that maybe... Uh, they need to fill that hole with. Well, obviously the MVP from last year, Mason McTavish, is a huge loss. You know, he had one of the best tournaments in a long time for Team Canada last year. I think he had what eighteen points or something. He had that he saved that goal versus Finland. I still can't believe that. That was unreal. Yeah, that was unbelievable. And then same shift, Johnson goes down the other way, goal and goal in overtime. W- one thing I have to say that I'm it's it's, it's so nice to be back in the winter like christmas time there's nothing better than the world juniors at christmas time like you know last year had a different feel to it it's, it's not quite the same in august in the summertime you know you look outside there's no snow you know we're canadian obviously so there's a lot of snow outside right now it's just a different feel to it you know christmas lights it's just that time of year grew up watching world juniors uh another guy kent johnson and another thing is dylan garant Losing him, I think, is a big loss. You know, you have guys up front. Canada always has firepower up front. So I think the, you're going to feel the biggest loss in net with Dylan Garand because their goal, goal thing is a bit of a weakness this year. year. So we'll, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, I 100% agree. This uh, this tournament is 100% made uh, made for the winter. I was I was lucky enough to go to the tournament in August, and uh, it, it wasn't completely sold out for most of the games. The final was obviously electric, but uh, no, I, I couldn't be more excited for it to be in uh, in the winter again. Yeah, I, I definitely think those those guys' lost is huge. I think Grand is is a huge one. He was he was so solid back there, but uh, hopefully one of these guys can kind of fill that role as well. As far as players to watch for this tournament, we got a lot of new faces, some returning faces, and uh, in my opinion, some guys who have a lot to prove, not just to myself, but uh, I, I think to, to the league, to the NHL, and to everyone in Canada. Um, who are some of these guys that we should uh, we should watch for Team Canada? Well, first, we should, I think we should go through the defense because there's so much to talk about with Team Canada. You know, we know the most about them, so we'll... We'll talk about them, and obviously the the biggest guy is Olin Zellweger, the returning defenseman, number one D-man from last year. He was one of the all-stars last year, like the media all-stars, and he's going to play a huge role on that first power play for Canada. And he's paired with Ethan Del Mastro, plays with the Mississauga Steelheads. He's around a point per game. He's a big guy. The whole – Canada's got a huge defense this year. Their whole decor, like – I think everybody is like over six foot one besides Zellweger. So they're bringing a big defense this year. 
And then on the second pair, at least as of now, the they have Nolan Allen paired with Brent Clark. And I'll ask you, what do you think about Brent Clark? You know, he was released from the LA Kings. He's going to be a big addition. Yeah, I think just looking at these deep, deep pairings, having Clark as your second line right D-man, I mean, you got to feel pretty confident about that. Uh, yeah. Like coming down from like from the big leagues he's and he's he's on your second deep pairing i think as a coach i feel pretty confident with about that and uh even just looking at the other guys korchinski like like top pick from last year to the blackhawks uh, i know personally i'm really excited to watch him yeah. and uh i know he's another he's another big body back there and i think he's he's um, doing great i'm really excited to watch him yeah so you can kind of notice with these pairs that they have a more defensive-minded defenseman matched with an offensive defenseman on each pair. You know, the offensive guys, Zellweger, Clark, and Korchinski. Yeah, and I, I totally agree with that. Like, I, I think, uh, like you said, the star power up front and um, with a mixture of that defensive defenseman, obviously Zellweger is a, a great offensive presence, but uh, these defensive defensemen won't just help the offensive forwards uh, have more freedom to, like, go do their thing in the ozone, but also they're going to help out a potential weakness in Canada with their, with their goaltending, you know, like some years you don't know the, the goalies too well going into the tournament. And then by the end, they're their household name. So hopefully that's the same this year, but I think the, uh, the defensive decor would definitely help uh, Canada's weakness in that. Yeah. All right. Next, we're going to talk about the star power up front for team Canada, obviously huge strength every single year. Um, I think this year, like none other, they have a lot of young, young star power up front with obviously Connor Bedard and Adam Fantilli. Um, Shane Wright wasn't in August last year. He was there last winter. Yeah. I'm really excited to see him. I think we, we can talk about this. I, I have some mixed emotions on Shane Wright, to be honest. Um, <laughs> my, Let's hear him. <laughs> I think, obviously, you hear hear everything about his leadership and his uh, whether that's on the ice or off the ice and i think that's great not just for team canada but i think that's that's a team that any nhl team would like um just kind of drafting a, a future captain is always always awesome obviously right but what i what i see with shane right is obviously defensively he's he's great and i think uh, especially on this team with how much star power they have they could he could be a good pk guy and that's no knock to his offense but uh, that's just the, the star power that they got Personally, I think he doesn't do anything offensively exceptional, in my opinion. Like he's not—he doesn't have a Bedard shot. He doesn't have a McDavid speed, you know. So I think that there's a couple of question marks between uh, his offensive capability, in my opinion. Um, so I'm excited for him to prove me wrong. To be honest, yeah, um, I, I'm really hoping that he takes that uh, that leadership role seriously, and I, I know he will. And um, I just want to—I want to—I want to see him like. I want to see the fourth overall pick from last year. You obviously we saw the stare down from last year uh, to the towards the Canadians table, and we think uh, or he thought he should be a first overall pick. So I, I want to see why he believed that because in my opinion I wouldn't have taken him first overall. So, um, anyways, about the forwards. Hold on, hold on. Let me tell you. <laughs> you got to, you all right. You, you got to defend him. Can't let this fly. You got to defend him. No, uh, I just can't wait for him to prove you wrong. You know, he wasn't getting any opportunity in Seattle, playing six minutes a night. You know, Dave Haxtell was not giving him a chance at all. And, and and then you see him sent down to Coachella with in the AHL, and he gets four goals in five games. He's lighting it up. 
and then he comes back for one more game, and he scores his first goal against, how fitting, the Montreal Canadiens, first NHL goal, and now he just got returned. And I think, you know, he's been scoring a lot lately. I think that's going to, you know, spark some confidence in him, and I think he's going to light this tournament off. And, he, and, you know, he's playing alongside Brennan Othman, who he, he played with back in Bantam, along with Brent Clark for the Don Mills Flyers. And so they have some chemistry. And Bedard also played on that line back at the U18s in 2021, and they lit it up. So I'm excited to see that line together again, and they should do some damage. Yep. Yeah, I think I was a little bit underwhelmed from his uh, performance last year during the winter. I'm not uh, not sure if you have his numbers there, but he he didn't put up the the points that I expected him to. I agree. But um, but, but you know, it's it's a new year. He's got a lot of confidence coming with uh, the AHL and the the quick stint he had the NHL. So I uh, I don't have any doubt that he can't do it. But uh, I'm excited to see it. So as far as the other forwards, uh, what what do you think? Like, who are some of these guys that we got to watch for on the on the other lines? Well, we'll go through the second line now, at least for what they have currently, what they use in practice right now and in the pre-tournament game as the time of this recording. Uh, they have the, sec- the projected second overall pick, Adam Fandilli, and Fantilli on a line with Logan Stankoven and Dylan Gunther, which is just ridiculous for your second line. I mean, that's that might be a better line than any other line on any other team besides Canada's top line. So, I mean, Canada's got two lines. might be the two best lines in the tournament. And, I mean, I haven't seen much of Fantilli. I'm excited to watch him. I mean, we know what Stankoven can bring last year. He was unbelievable. And, I mean, he is he's just so good. You know, he's so small, but he's so strong in his skates. He's got you know, such good balance. You're not going to knock him down. And he's playing with Dylan Gunther, who I know you've liked him in the NHL this year. Yeah, for sure. I, uh, I think Gunther's just... A great, great player all around, and I think the big thing that stands out for for me on this line, it's not a knock to the other lines, but just um, the all around two hundred foot game that this line will bring. Um, I know all of them can bring it offensively, but I know Gunther and Stankoven, and I'm excited to see Fantilli as well. But I know especially those two, Stankoven and Gunther, they're they're great in their own end too. You don't have to worry about them giving up any turnovers or cherry picking or taking any bad changes. You know, like just little things like that. Um, I think like these are these are the lines that you play in the last two minutes of the gold medal game, right? Uh, they they get it done on both ends. So yeah, uh, I'm more than excited to to watch this line. And the last thing I want to add about this line is, I know there were some people, you know, wondering who would play center between Bedard and Stankoven, and you know maybe Bedard would be the second line center or first line center behind ahead of Wright. But I really like Stankoven at center. You know, he's he, the way he can carry the puck through the middle of the ice. You know, he's an unbelievable skater, and he's really strong in the face-off circle, so that's going to help Canada a lot. Yep, for sure. Uh, the third line, uh, or at least projected at least, is uh, is all QMJHL line. Uh, what do you expect out of these guys? Well, they – you know what? I wasn't sure how to think about this line a couple of days ago, but I watched them in the pre-tournament game, and they were really good. You know, in the first period, they had both of Canada's goals – I think Gosha had one, and Wa had the first goal of that game, and they looked really good together. You know, they they were already showing some good chemistry, and you know, I'm excited to see what they can bring as third line, checking line, and you know, I think most of these guys will be pe- killing penalties for Canada, and they're going to be matching up against the other team's top line. So, you know, should do a good job of that. Yeah, I definitely, I, I definitely agree. Uh, fourth line here. Uh, 
Schaefer, Banker, and Ostapchuk. Uh, what do we what do we think about these guys? Uh, obviously, similar to the decor, big heavy line. Um, do you think these guys are going to provide more of a checking role, maybe a PK role, or do you do you see these guys also getting in on the scoring? Well, they're definitely going to be more of a defensive checking line role. You know, in the pre-tournament game, all four of those guys rotated killing penalties, I noticed. And they did good. Like, Reed Schaefer showed off some speed despite being a big guy. He had a couple of breakaways on the penalty kill. And Ostaptic had a breakaway, too. He's a returning player that should be a big part of that line. And, I mean, all these all these guys are at least 6'2", you know, Western League guys. They should bring... You know, a lot of physicality. They were throwing some big hits out there in that first pre-match tournament game. So, I think Canada has a pretty, you know, well-balanced lineup. Kind of like last year, you know. Last year they had guys like Will Cooley, you know, on the fourth line. He was a big guy just like this year. So, I, I kind of like that they're mixing it up, you know, going, going for like a an overall team rather than just all skill. So, I like it. Yeah, I, I think so too. As far as Reed Schaefer... Uh, just with the speed and his penalty killing, and also just the aggressiveness on the penalty killing, uh, I'm not sure if you feel the same way, but do you, do you almost see like a little bit of a, a Liam Foody in this guy? Like he's kind of. <laughs> I remember a couple of years ago, Liam Foody. He like he had a bunch of uh, shorthanded goals, and he seemed like he he was always just pinning the the puck in their own end on the, on the penalty kill. Yeah, well, I mean, Foody. I think on the 2020 team, he he played a huge part of that penalty kill and. You know, a huge reason why Canada was able to win gold that year. And, you know, I, I don't know if they're the exact same kind of players. I think Shaver's more physical and he, he's a lot bigger, maybe not quite as skilled. And, you know, I think Foodie played second line that year. So a little different, but as far as penalty killing going and bringing some speed on the penalty kill, maybe even able to bring some offense, you know, uh, on that penalty kill. That's, that's it's definitely similarities there. So I agree with you. As far as the extra for Team Canada, Colton Dock, uh, do you think this guy is is he going to stay in that extra spot, or is, like he's obviously going to get a chance to move up? Do you think he takes the most of uh, most of that that chance, and do you think he'll be in the top twelve or in the in the by the gold medal game? Uh, honestly, I don't I don't really see any of these guys any any of these guys on the fourth line moving up. You know, I think Dock. I mean, anything happened, you know, it, it all depends on how they play in the tournament. And, you know, if Doc plays well, he might be able to push out, you know, Schaefer, Bankier even for fourth line center role. But I think that fourth line is probably going to stay on the fourth line. And I think they might just rotate those four guys starting each game. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, one last thing about Team Canada. I think we got to talk about it. We touched on it just briefly earlier are the captains. Uh Captain Shane Wright, assistant Ethan Del Maestro, assistant Nathan Docher, assistant Dylan Gunther, and your last assistant captain, Logan Stankoven. Obviously, some of these names, Shane Wright, Dylan Gunther, Stankoven, um, I expected to uh, wear a letter and uh, expect them to be leaders, whether they had a letter or not. Yeah. Uh, some of these names, no disrespect to them, I did not expect. Uh, I'm excited and uh, I want to see why they were chosen to be a leader. Yeah. You know, some of that stuff you don't see necessarily as a fan is sometimes off the ice, and uh, I, t- I totally agree with that. But I also uh, I, I want to see like uh, Del Maestro back there, and see what Gotcher can do as well. Um, as far as the captains, some guys got left out that we may be expected. Um, what do you think about the captains? You know what? 
I, I'm cool with it. You know, I, I I knew Shane Wright would get the captaincy. You know, he was the captain of that U18 team, despite being an underager just a couple of years ago. And obviously coming from the NHL, he's got a, a lot of experience and he'll be the first line center. So I'm not mad about that. Uh, as far as Gunther and Stankov and I agree, I think they deserve letters. And I mean, Del Mastro and Gaucher, honestly, I'm not surprised. You know, they're both returning players from last year. You know, I think Canada definitely favors them. I, you know, they liked them last year, so it's not overly surprising. But, you know, one guy I think kind of got snubbed for a letter is Olin Zellweger, my guy. <laughs> you know, I, I think what he did last year, obviously we don't know, you know, how these guys are in the room. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's not that big of a deal. You know, all these guys are good leaders for their own, you know, club teams. And, you know, it's a short tournament. So, overall, I'm, I'm happy with the leadership group. Yeah, for sure. Do you think as as a GM or as a worker for the uh, Anaheim Ducks, where Zellweger is drafted, are you looking at this? Are you reading to this saying, oh, is this guy maybe not uh, a great presence in the room? Uh, or is that just something that's like you're not looking at that's that shouldn't be read into? No, nah, yeah, I, I don't look into that at all. I, I mean, there's no way we can, we can really know. So I don't really want to speculate on that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. If that makes sense. Uh, I think uh, that's. We'll come back to the the predictions at the end, but uh, for Team Canada, I think that's that's what we'll wrap it up there. Yeah, definitely have the most to talk about about Canada for sure. So, you know, hopefully they do well this term. I'm excited to get it going. And now let's move on to the next team in Group A. Yeah, so that team will be Team Sweden. Um, this team, like, what do you what do you think about them? Well. You know, I was looking through their team, and their top six forwards are really impressive. You know, they they got they have six first rounders, all forwards this year. So, I th- I think that's the third most first rounders of any team in the tournament this year. And you know, besides maybe Canada, I think they have the best top six in the tournament. But the one thing that might hold them back is their defense. You know, this year they they lost last year. Uh, Emil Andrea, their, their captain last year, who was one of the top defensemen of that tournament, he's aged out. Uh, Simon Edvinson, who's still eligible for this tournament, declined the invite to stay with his team in Sweden. Or, excuse me, to stay with his team in the AHL, the Grand Rapids Griffins. Um, so that's interesting. And they lost other guys like Helga Granz and William Wallinder on defense. So those are the top four demons from last year, all gone. And this year, I think their biggest weakness is not having a number one defenseman. You know, there's nobody back there that I can really see logging, you know, 25 minutes a night. Like, so it'll be interesting to see who they use the most back there. Yeah, I think everything that you you mentioned about guys lost is uh, is definitely going to play a huge impact in them. But I think one guy that we, we got to mention is their goaltending. And last year, obviously, goalie of the tournament, uh, Jesper Wallstead, yeah. he, he was just solid back there, right? I think no doubt. I mean, I, I think Grant was amazing, but uh, he definitely deserved to get that, that first team uh, yeah. all-star. Um, obviously, losing him is going to be huge. Uh, Minnesota draft pick, I, I think he'll be in the league in a couple of years shortly here. Um, yeah, that's a huge loss for them. As far as the first six rounders up front, obviously, that's huge. That's uh, 
they're going to need star power to, to compete with these teams like Canada and USA. They're going to need to put the puck in the net. And uh, I think those six first-rounders are always going to help. Yeah, and I want to talk about what I hope the lines are for Team Sweden. Because, you know, they got such great talent up front, and all of them can skate really well. I think the number one forward for Sweden will definitely be Fabian Lassell. You know, he's one of the best skaters in this tournament. He's a very dynamic, skilled player. He's playing really well in the AHL. He's, he's, he's a point per game in the AHL this year. So I expect him to be, you know, their best player. And uh, he'll, he'll likely be playing with Isaac Rosen, who's a Buffalo first-round pick, who led their, led their team in goals last year. Um, so those two guys on the wing should be really good. And then as far as the second line goes, I'm really hoping that the – Jurgarden's trio of Liam Ugrin, Jonathan Lekaramaki, and Noah Uslan play together. They were all first-round picks, all out of the same team from Sweden, and I think they have some good chemistry going, so that should be... I hope they're the second line. And if all, if all this goes as I hope, that should leave the uh, the third... The project, projected third overall pick this year, in my opinion. The third best prospect, Leo Carlson, to hopefully center the first line with between LaSalle and Rosen on the top line, and he's the guy I'm really excited to see. It, 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 it's one of the first times, I think, in a long time that you've got probably the t- top three projected prospects in the next draft in the same tournament between Bedard, Fantilli, and Carlson. So when Canada plays Sweden, you, you know, on, when is that, New Year's Eve? That's going to be a huge game. It might, de- it might decide the uh, who wins that group, and I'm really excited to, to see those three prospects. Yeah, for sure. That, uh, that game on New Year's Eve will definitely be a huge one and maybe something we see in the playoffs, uh, whether that's gold or semis or however that works out. Uh, like you said about Leo Carlson, obviously 14 points in 25 games in the SHL. Uh, definitely impressive, especially for his age. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm super excited to watch him. Uh, I think I speak for many people, especially in Canada. We don't really know too much about this kid. Uh, so I'm really excited to see what type of player he is and uh, like if whether what, what his play style is really yeah. anything else about Sweden that we should we should talk about? Uh, well, I'll just finish with the forwards and then we can move on to more about the defensemen and goalies. But I think their their captain this year is Victor Stjernberg. I, I don't see him getting in the top six, but he should be you know play a big role on the penalty kill defensively for Sweden. He's a Blackhawks prospect and. A couple other guys to watch up front for the Swedes. They have a really deep team offensively. Is Sharks first rounder Philip Beestad, who's playing well in his first season in the first full season in the SHL, with 11 points in 26 games, and he's a really good all around player. So another guy this should be killing penalties for Sweden. And lastly, Simon Robertson. I have to mention him. He's he was a steal for the St. Louis Blues in 2021, third rounder. He probably should have been a first rounder. He's playing really well in the SHL. He's got seven points in 15 games. So that top nine from Sweden, it's definitely up there with the best in this tournament. And, you know, you know, maybe look out for them to win this tournament. You never know. So I'm excited to watch them. And then, you know, who, who do you think on defense? You know, like I said, they don't really have a number one defenseman. There's a, there's a couple guys, Ludwig Janssen and Victor Schuholm, who are returnees for Sweden. You know, I'm sure that they'll play pretty big roles for the team, as most returnees usually do. But I don't really see them making huge impacts on this team. I can't see them quarterbacking the first power play. You know, I can't see them really, you know, leading Sweden if those are their top 
top two defensemen in this tournament. So, like I said, it'll be interesting to see who they rely on. And somebody who intrigues me is prospect for this draft, Axel Sandin Pelica, who is probably their most offensively gifted defenseman. And, you know, you know what they say, it's a 19-year-old's tournament, so he might not play a big role because he's only 17, but, you know, if I had to guess, I think he'll probably quarterback that first power play, and I hope he does, and, you know, maybe maybe he'll be their number one defenseman and surprising people. Yeah, what a great opportunity for this kid, Axel Sandin Palika. Uh, going into the into the draft this year, if he can play a big role in this team, and if this team does go for it, you got to think that's just got to help his draft stock, um, especially with the offensive threats that this that these guys have up front. Uh, he could be getting oh, a lot yeah. of points on that power play, right? So uh, that that just helps us talk a lot. Um, as far as goalies, we kind of touched on it just briefly with uh, with Wallstead. Um, seems like Sweden always has solid goaltending at every single level, whether it's this tournament, Olympics, or just in general. Um, what do you think? Is there is there a clear-cut number one here, or is there what, – what do you think? There definitely is, in my opinion, and that streak of good goaltending is going to continue for the Swedes. Uh, I think one of the biggest trends, at least I find it this year, across the whole tournament is goaltending is down. Like, you know, as far as top – high-end goaltenders you know recently i think guys like spencer knight dustin wolf yaroslav askarov you know jesper walsh all these guys are they're aged out now and you know a lot of teams aren't really doing too well in net but sweden i think might have the best goaltending in this tournament yet again with carl Lindblom. he's a vegas seventh rounder you know he, he was a returnee he was a third stringer last year behind wallstead and clang so he didn't get any game action but this year, he, he has an unbelievable 936 save percentage in 21 games in Sweden's second league, the Elsvenskan. So that has an unbe- unbelievable stat line for a 19-year-old goalie, and he should should be starting number one netminder for Sweden, and he should do well. Yeah, for sure. Definitely keeping that strong goaltending role. Um, and it, You know, it's kind of almost the opposite of Canada. You know, they have a really strong goaltender, maybe a little bit weaker on the back end, but I think maybe... Uh, each of those roles can rely on each other a little bit for Canada and Sweden. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how that plays out. I think Sweden's definitely a strong contender to, to win the whole thing. All right, yeah, so for our next team in Group A, we're going to go to Czechia. Um, you know, going to the tournament seems like every year, they're not a, a heavy favorite to win it all, but they we've seen in the past they've made some noise in the tournament, you know. Um, so it could definitely happen again. Uh, a lot of drafted guys. But uh, are there any guys that uh, we need to watch out for, or who are some so who are some guys that they lost last year that's going to hurt? Well, obviously they lost their captain Jan Mishak from last year. He's aged out now, which is a big loss, and they lost their you know two top centers from last year, Jan Mishak and Mihal Gut. So those are two big losses down the middle, and you know that might be a weakness this year down the middle for Czechia. Mishak, he was a first team All Star, right? He was, yeah. He he had a really good tournament last year. So, like I said, they're definitely going to feel that loss. And he, you know, he was their leader last year. He he was kind of the heart of that team. So, you know, I haven't heard who their captain is this year. I don't think they've named it. It'll be interesting to see who gets to see and, you know, if they can kind of replace what he brought. Um, <laughs> and the last thing to mention is another guy they lost last year is the legend himself, Ivan Ivan. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> which is funny, but there's no need to worry because he's been replaced with Marcel Marcel. 
seriously, there's there's a guy named Marcel Marcel on the team this year. That's tough. So That's just tough. another another legend. I don't know what their parents are doing, but <laughs> it gives us some laughs. So there's only so na- so many names. They just gotta yeah. I don't go know with the same one. I'm not sure what's going on over there. <laughs> All right, so uh, obviously we don't think Marcel Marcel is gonna be a huge addition, but uh, who who is gonna be a big addition for these guys? Well, obviously, returning player Yuri Kulik, Buffalo first-round pick. He, he he's going to lead the way up front this year. You know, played on the line with Mishak last year, and he, he was over, or he was, yeah, he was over a point a game last year in the tournament. And you know, he's doing really well in the AHL this year. So definitely expect him. You'll see him lead the way offensively. And another guy, an underrated guy in my opinion, Gabriel Sturt. You know, he's breaking out in the WHL this season. He's undrafted. But I, I think he should have been drafted, and maybe you'll see him get drafted this year as an overager. He's tearing up the WHL with Kelowna, 37 points in 26 games. You know, he, he impressed me last tournament, and I, I think he might be a, a guy who will be the 1C for, for Czechia, and, you know, he'll be re- relied upon heavily because, like I said, they're going to need strong center depth. Uh, a couple other guys up front, Matthias Shapovalov, Vegas second-rounder, you know, I think he was pretty good last year. He had two goals, and he'll obviously play a bigger role this year. Vegas second-round pick. He's a point-per-game in Saginaw with the OHL, so look for him. Maybe play second-line center. And the last guy up front, another player to watch, is uh, projected top-ten pick in the upcoming draft, Edward Shalley. You know, like I said, it's a 19-year-old's tournament. He's only 17, so, you know, I, I probably wouldn't expect him to play that big of a role, but I definitely am excited to watch him nonetheless, you know, just to see what he's got, you know, projected top 10 pick. So I haven't seen much of him at all. It'll be nice to watch him. Yeah, for sure. And especially with some of these other countries, like uh, not a lot of guys who, in the, who are qualified for the upcoming drafts make the world junior team on Canada, right? Like maybe the top three picks are on the team. So some of these, yeah, foreign, you've only one a year, I'd say. Yeah, for sure. So some of these foreign guys definitely have a, have an exa- advantage. Like for example, in the last couple of years, Capo Caco, he, he was a guy, if he was from Canada, who knows if he makes Canada team, in my opinion, I don't think he would have, but uh, he was obviously a, a very strong prospect going into that draft, but he just put on a show and he, he was one of the huge factors on why Finland won that world championship that year. So that just, skyrocketed his draft stock and uh i'm not saying that uh this guy's gonna do the same thing but you know like it's a huge advantage for some of these guys i, I that's a great point you make up like I, I totally agree with you like you know it's a lot harder to make a team like canada or even the u.s so you know these guys from the european teams you know it, it, it's it's a big opportunity to show what they have and maybe rise their draft stock you know yeah for sure as far as the demon go uh is there anyone they lost? Any 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 big guys? Like, what do you think about their decor? Well, uh, they didn't lose anybody actually. Last year, the whole entire defense core was eligible to return this year. Uh, that's one of the first times I've ever seen that. And Czechia's defense should be very strong this year. That's definitely their strong suit. You know, their top four of David Yurchek, Stanislav Svozel, David Spachik, and Thomas Hamara is going to be really strong. Obviously, Juracek will lead the way. Sixth overall pick for Columbus last draft. He, he's tearing up the AHL. You know, he, he's only 19. He's a point per game as a defenseman in the AHL. It's unbelievable. So he, he's, I definitely expect him to be one of the best defensemen at this tournament. And uh, another guy, really underrated player, 
Stanislaus Sozeo, you know, playing for, playing for the Regina Pats this year with Conrad Dart. He's, he's up 37 points in 28 games. So he's tearing it up too. And that's going to be one of the best top pairs in the entire tournament. And there's a cu- couple other guys. Uh, David Spachek, fifth rounder to Minnesota last draft, just under a point of game with Sherbrooke in the queue past couple of seasons. He, he played a big role last year. I think Warren A. And he'll be a good player this year. And then the last guy in that top four, Thomas Samara, third round pick to Ottawa last draft, and he's playing for Kitchen in the only NHL. He's he's doing pretty decent. So, uh, you know, if Techia is going to have a chance of upsetting anybody, it's it's going to be it's going to be uh, because of their defense. You know, really strong top four. So that's something to watch for. Yeah, for sure. And you, you mentioned the offensive production of David Yurchek, but I think we got it talk about this guy's physical presence oh, yeah. like this guy this guy's a unit back there and he he logs a lot of minutes he uh he carries the puck a lot he lays the body last year he had some huge hits he's probably like six four six five 200 plus pounds he's a, he's a big dude um i like this guy this guy's gonna be good in the nhl oh yeah there, there, there's some guys you see in this tournament and it's almost like uh, men against boys, and this is one guy that sticks out to me that he he's gonna be, th- he's gonna be throwing the body around. I t- I totally agree. He's he's so good. Like uh, even last year, I I personally thought he was better than Simon Nemich. You know, last year he he he's just I think he has an underrated defensive game. You know, most people don't think he's very good defensively, but he's he's big. He, he he's physical. You know, he's got a lot of passion. He's strong defensively, and he's super skilled. So you know, I, I you know he might be a guy to win defenseman of the tournament this year. We'll see. And, and if, if Czechia wants to upset anybody, he'll he'll definitely be relied upon heavily. He'll need to be good. As far as the NHL comparison for David Yurchek, do you see like anyone that stands out in the NHL? Like for me, I, I see a little bit of Victor Hedman in him just because of the potential of, of, of his all-around game. I know Victor Hedman doesn't really throw the body around like he did, but uh that's that's one guy that I see. Maybe he has a little bit of uh, of Victor Hedman in him. Is there anyone that you think like this guy? Uh, this guy could be like in the NHL. Uh, honestly, I, I don't know. I mean, like, like I said, I think he's got an underrated defensive game. Really good offensively. Hed- Hedman's not a bad comparison at all. You know, they're both guys with size, pretty physical. Um, I don't know exactly who I would compare him to. It's pretty tough, but but yeah. All right. As far as goalies go, um, always a bit of a question mark. Uh, what have these guys got on net, and is it are there going to be a liability back there? Well, not at all, in my opinion. I don't know if you remember last year, game against Canada, the Czech goalie Thomas Uhanik. He 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 shut Canada down for I think maybe half the game. It was tied in in uh, in the semifinal game. You know, he he came in because their starter. Jan Bednash went down with an injury, and he took over. He played he, he played phenomenal last tournament, and he can return this year. So uh, I definitely expect Th- Thomas Uhanek to start for Czechia and have a really good tournament this year. Yeah, we'll definitely be watching out for that guy. Um, our next team that we're going to talk about in Group A, second to last, is Germany. Uh who do we who do we got to watch in this tournament? Who are they going to lose? Obviously, we'll get to the team predictions later, but... Uh, I, I would be surprised if these guys make some noise. Maybe they win a game against Austria. But uh, am I on the right track here, or do you think these guys are going to make some noise? I, I don't think so this year. You know, 
they lost a lot of guys from last year, the last couple of years, you know. They lost their top three defensemen, Luka Munzenberger, Maximilian Juber, and Maximilian Glitzel. You know, it's the top names there, but they lost all three of those guys who who played on the team the last two years. And, you know, their top three defensemen the last two years. And so without them, they don't really have anybody at all on defense. You know, Adrian Klein's a returnee, but, man, like, they – they don't have much at all. They're really thin on defense. I don't think Germany's very strong at all this year. And I think Austria might be closer to beating them than a lot of people th- might think. And, you know, and that, that's going to be the game to watch out for. Uh, Germany plays Austria on December 30th. That's definitely going to be the biggest game of the tournament for these teams. Uh, it's, it's probably going to decide who avoids the relegation round. Obviously, this year, relegation's back. And so whoever loses this tournament will be dropped, or whoever gets relegated will be dropped to the Division 1A tournament last year and replaced by Norway, who won recently uh, the Division 1A tournament this year. So they're going to be up in the group next year for the 2024 World Juniors in Sweden. They're up in the top group for the first time in nine years. So, uh, But anyway, to get back to uh, Germany, yeah, like, it, it's going to be fun. I actually like watching those those games between two weaker teams more than like a really strong team and a weaker team, because you know, they're a lot closer games and especially with relegation back, the team, the games are very meaningful. You know, these teams, they do not want to be relegated. And like I said, it's going to, it's going to be a close game. You know, Austria beat Germany in the pre-tournament game this year. And last year in the preliminary round, uh, Germany beat Austria four or two. So it was a close game. I, I don't know. I think Austria is a lot closer to beating Germany this year than you think. So, Yeah, for sure. I definitely agree. And as far as the relegation goes, I, I think it's great to have it back this year. Obviously, the, the, the summer was a little bit of a bit of asterisk in the, in the World Junior history books. But uh, yeah, the relegation is huge, not just for the pride of these players, but for the future generations of these players. You know, like these guys are growing up. They want to see their team play Canada. They want to see their team play the U.S. They want to see the team play all these strong uh, hockey dominant countries, I guess you could say. So I think it's, it's great for uh, the guys like to compete, to be competing hard and, uh, you know, just kind of play for themselves but also be playing for the future generations, you know, like uh, have guys that Tim Stutzla and Leon Dreisaitl have, have guys that those guys can look up to, you know? So I, I think the relegation is huge. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, so back to Germany, like I said, they lost a lot of their key players last year and those three defensemen. And they lost their starting goalie last year who also played the last two years of the tournament and he played really well for them. So, you know, as far as who to watch this year, there's not much. Like I said, you know, in net, returning Nikita Kwop, Hurricanes draft pick, should should start in goal. I, I don't know what to expect from him, you know. We'll see. Maybe, maybe he can surprise me, take over some games. But, you know, Germany's not, not very strong this year. Uh, up front, a few guys to mention. You know, Bennett Rossmi led Germany with four goals and five points in five games last year. He he was really impressive. Uh, he can return, so expect him to play a big role. A couple other guys, Julian Lutz, second-round pick to Arizona last year. Couldn't play last uh, last August. I think I think he was injured or maybe Buffalo didn't release him. But, yeah, he couldn't, couldn't go. But he'll be a big addition, you know, one of only two drafted players on this German team this year. Uh, he, he's playing pretty well in the German top league. Uh, 
And the last guy to mention is Nicholas Hagel. Uh, he, he's shredding apart the Alps Hockey League this year with 26 points in 14 games. So he, he's definitely a guy to watch for. Um, I'm excited to see him play. Yeah, for sure. Definitely uh, down here for Germany. But uh, who knows? Like maybe may, maybe they can pull off a couple wins. You know, we've seen crazier things happen. Oh, for sure. Yeah. As far as our last team in Group A, we got Austria. What, what do they got? What do they got to offer? Are they going to put up like a fight against anyone? You, you quickly mentioned um, their game against uh, Germany on December 30th. Uh, obviously, that's the highlight of the tournament, like you said. But uh, as far as guys to watch, do they have any star power, star power up front? Or uh, or do they lose a lot of guys? What's going on with these guys? Well, I mean, obviously, like, you know, they can't expect to beat any of the top teams. You know, so like I said, that game against Germany, is it's, it's going to come down to that. And obviously, these teams do, do not want to be relegated. One thing of note that's really interesting is Marco Casper is not going to be coming to this tournament. He decided to stay with his club in Sweden. He was the eighth overall pick to Detroit last draft, and he, he's going to be a huge loss. He would certainly be their best player. And it's interesting. I, I'm kind of surprised that he's not coming only because with relegation back, you know, without him, Austria is definitely in jeopardy of being relegated. And, you know, that, that's a huge loss. One of the additions this year to watch out for, though, is uh, Montreal third-rounder Vincennes Rohr, who's playing really well in the OHL this year, over a point a game. He couldn't make it last year, but he's, he's, uh, I think, their only drafted player this year, and so definitely going to lead the way up front for them. And he should be playing on a line with uh, projected or draft-eligible forward Ian Scherzer this year, who was a returnee. He actually led Austria with three points last year. He, he was really impressive, only at 16 last year. So, you know, he's 17 this year in his draft year. Maybe he's a guy whose stock could, you know, rise. I, he- I heard he played really well in the in the pre-tournament game this year. Um, so, yeah, he's definitely a guy whose stock I could see rising. And he, he should lead the way as well with Rohrer for Austria. As far as the defense goes, uh, they have David Reinbacker, who I'm excited to watch play. He's a potential first-round pick in this year's draft. Austria has been coming pretty good the last few years with these first-round picks. You know, they had Rossi in 2020, it was, and then Casper, um, and now Reinbacker, who could potentially be a first-round pick, kind of keep that streak going. Um, so he's definitely their strongest defenseman, and, um, yeah, I'm excited to watch him play. If you're one of the heads for, uh, like, Hockey Latvia or whatever they're called, whatever their federation is called. Are you a little bit concerned that your best player is not coming back? Like, does that send a message to the to the younger guys coming up who who could be a high draft pick? That saying that like they're kind of they're not leaving their team up to dry. But if these guys get relegated, I wouldn't be surprised if um, if Marco Casper faces some heat. You know, like is that something you read into, or is that a personal decision and you gotta respect it? Honestly, I I don't really know. I mean, I'm 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 definitely surprised. Like, like you know, there's been instances like this in the past where players have came back to help their team avoid relegation, and you know, I'm a little surprised that Casper didn't do that. Uh, but you know, I, I I don't really know how Austria will take that. You know, hopefully they don't get relegated, but we'll see. Yeah, it could be a little bit messy, but uh, hopefully hopefully everything ends up all right for the boys. 
All right, so that wraps up our talks about Group A. Uh, we're next going to move into Group B with USA, Finland, Slovakia, Switzerland, and Latvia. Uh, group B, they're going to be playing in Moncton at the Avenier Center, while the Group A is going to be playing at the Scotiabank Center in Halifax. Uh, first team we're going to look at is Team USA. Obviously, Logan Cooley is going to be the spotlight of this team. He's having a great year at Minnesota. Uh, besides him, who else can we watch? And did they lose a bunch of guys? Well, they did, as all teams do. You know, they, a couple, a few uh, really key players for them last year: Thomas Bordalo, Matt Coronado, and Mackie Samuskevich. They've all aged out, and um, but you know, every year guys aged out, so I wouldn't worry about too much. You know, USA is still really strong up front. Uh, their top line, at least in the pre-tournament game against Finland was Cutter Goche, Logan Cooley, and Jimmy Snuggeru. And as you said, Cooley, I mean, he's an exciting player to watch, man. The Arizona third overall pick, like you said, he, he's tearing it up with Minnesota uh, in the NCAA his freshman year. And, and he's definitely one of the top players to watch in this whole tournament. You know, I watched him last year. His creativeness is just absurd. You know, and, and I think if anybody's going to pull off a of Michigan this year, it's, it's going to be him. So watch for that. And, you know, uh, he's going to be centering Cutter Goche, like I said, who's off to an amazing start with Boston College. Ten goals and 16 points in 13 games. He was the fifth overall pick last year for the Flyers, so two top five picks here. And he, he should definitely score some goals playing with Cooley. And last player on that line, Jimmy Snuggerud, Blues first-rounder as well from last year. Uh, you know, he, he should fit in well on that line and watch out for his one-timer on the power play. This next line, uh, the projected second line, Regordi, Lucius, and Blake. Uh, personally, as a Jets fan, I'm very excited to watch this line. You know, uh, Lucius from the uh, draft two years ago, Regordi was our first rounder last year. Um, you know, I think a lot of a lot of Jets fans and honestly, just uh, Canadian fans, we don't get to see uh, these guys from the U.S. National Development Team or who are in the NCAA. Uh, we don't get to see them a lot besides the World Juniors. So I'm really excited to see what Lucius and McGordy can bring. And um, yeah, I, I'm super excited, not just for them, but uh, but for the Jets in the future. Um, what do you think about the second line? Well, like you said, like it, it, it's extremely rare. I, I can't even really remember the last time two first-round picks from the same NHL-affiliated team played on a line to get it at the World Juniors. So I definitely expect Jets fans to be tuning into all USA games to see those guys play. And, you know, like you said, uh, Lucius will be centering that, that second line. He, he made the team last year in December, but then he couldn't play in August, obviously, after it was canceled in December. And he's, he's, he's coming off an injury, so um, we'll see if he's ready for for the tournament. He played in the pre-tournament game, but he I think he left partway through. I, I could be wrong, but... Um, so, yeah, I expect him to be a top player for U.S., um, and obviously playing alongside McGrady, who's a big winger, who, who's playing really well with Michigan, point per game. Uh, th those two guys maybe can spark some future chemistry for the Jets. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I was just about to talk about that. You know, like McGrady and Lucius, like you, uh, you hope that they did develop some chemistry and they can bring that to the NHL level. Obviously, uh, Winnipeg isn't the number one destination that most 
American-born players want to go to, right? And you, you gotta you gotta respect that. And and as a Jets fan, I don't I don't agree with that, but uh, I, I understand that and, and I get that. But you know, with guys like Kyle Connor, uh, recently Andrew Kopp, they've had a lot of success, and they came from NCAA, they came from national team, uh, in 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 the U.S. You gotta think that some of these guys, although that's maybe not their number one destination. They've they've had great success up in Winnipeg, and not just the the uh, the chemistry that they're going to develop over this tournament and hopefully in the future, but just uh, enjoying like playing together and you know maybe like they both they both get brought up next year. They're both on the they're both uh, rookies, obviously. So uh, maybe they just they can just uh, head it off in Winnipeg. Yeah, for sure. And uh, the last guy on that line is. Uh, Kane's prospect, Jackson Blake, who's who's looking like a steal. I, I think he's a sleeper player to watch in this tournament. He, he's tearing up the NCAA as a freshman with North Dakota this year. I think he's got 21 points in 19 games. He looked really good in the pre-tournament game. I think he had a goal and an assist against Finland. And, you know, he's really good skater, really skilled. So uh, USA has strong top six this year again. And uh, as far as the bottom six goes, there's a couple guys to mention, you know, Dylan Duke, Bolt, Bolt second rounder. I think he's this year's Brett Berard for Team USA. You know, Berard played the last two years for USA, the World Juniors, and he, he brings kind of the same sort of game. You know, he's a pest, you know, he, he's he's a lot to deal with in front of the net, and he's not fun to play against. So he, he's playing really well with Michigan this year on the best line in the NCAA with Adam Fantilli and Mackie Samuskevich. And centering that third line is Red Savage, a returnee. He, he's a leader on this U.S. squad and maybe the one of the best penalty killers in the tournament, so expect him to play a big role in shutting down other teams' top lines and killing penalties for U.S. Isn't that just fitting, though? His name's Red Savage, and he's just the best killer on their team. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> if I'm on the power play, I don't, I don't care who you are. If you're going up against Red Savage and he's forechecking you, like, what a name! Like I, I'm getting that puck. I'm rimming it. I don't care. Like I'm, yeah. I'm getting the puck out of my hands if this guy's coming down on me. So, so yeah. definitely a, a, an amazing name, and uh, yeah, he'll be a great player. Yeah, he's got underrated skill too. So, you know, USA is deep again this year. And before we move on to the to the defense, but I have to bring this up. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry to bring it up, but I think it's a clear sign of bias against the CHL by USA to leave off Ty Voigt and Sasha Pasajov off the off the team this year. You know, Pasajov made the team last year, and he played really well for them. And I, like, there's no reason he shouldn't be one of the better players on this team this year. And he wasn't even invited to camp. And the same goes for Ty Voigt, who's leading the OHL in scoring by far right now. You know, he's a fifth-round pick from the Leafs. Just, you know, that looks like a really good pick for them, but... I, I, I really don't see how it's anything other than bias against the CHL for those guys to not be at camp. You know, uh, you know, I, I don't like that. You know, I want to see all the best players in this tournament, no matter what team. But, you know, those guys being left off, it just makes me want USA to lose even more. So, what, <laughs> Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, for sure. I, I, I don't know. I, I definitely think there could be some bias in there. It's definitely not a lack of scouting. Um, you, you see their numbers. Right, like it's they're they're all pretty impressive, and obviously their history with the the past teams. Uh, I I don't understand it too much. Like you said, I I want this tournament to be best on best. So uh, I was looking forward to especially Void being here, but um, 
Yeah, well, we'll, we'll see. At the end of the day, we, we want Canada to win. And if Voigt came and he scored the OT winner, I think we'd want him not here. So obviously we want to see best on best, but, uh, you know, that's, that's their decision. As far as the defensemen, um, they got some, they got some heavy hitters back here, right? Uh, obviously fourth overall pick last year, uh, no, sorry, two years ago, uh, Luke Hughes, uh, He's going to be a, a huge presence back there and arguably the best defenseman in this tournament. Just between his size, his skill, and uh, his skating is is, is unbelievable. Um, obviously, we're not going to talk about that too much, but Jack Hughes is having a great year. Quinn Hughes is a great player, but I think this guy will be the best brother, 100%. Holy I, I, hot take. Whoa. We, we can save that for another episode. I love Jack Hughes. Um He's going to put up close to 90 points this year, if not more. I hope he stays healthy and put the Devils. But this guy, this, I, I love Luke Hughes. This guy is going to be uh, a great D-man for, uh, for years to come. And, yeah, I expect him to be great at this tournament. Yeah, that's, that's going to spark up another whole conversation for later, you know. Hot takes is definitely a topic we'll, we'll discuss in future episodes. But this year's about the World Juniors. But, man, that's a hot take. Jack Hughes is pretty pretty good, but you know I respect it. I mean, like you said, he should definitely dominate this tournament. Luke, he's an unbelievable skater. You know everything you said, I agree with. So you know, and along with him, USA. I mean, this is one of their best defenses they've had in years. There's so much talent. They might have the best defense at this entire tournament. You know, maybe that's a hot take in itself, but it's unbelievable the guys they have. They got Jack Pert, who's a returnee. Uh, he's got 15 points in 18 games in the NCAA. You know, he he should be playing a big role along with Sean Behrens, who's also returning. You know, Colorado prospect, looks like a steal. He's playing really well. You know, those are just three guys, but I, there's so many more. I mean, you got Lane Hudson, who's, I mean, he's such an underrated prospect. Should have been like a top 20 pick last year. You know, I, I don't necessarily agree with guys dropping because of their size, you know. Look at Logan Stankoven and Lane Hudson, both 5'8", dropping to the second round, arguably top 15 talents. You know, that could be a steal for Montreal. He, he He's playing unbelievable. He's like well over a point per game with BU as a freshman, defenseman. It, it's unbelievable. So he, he should be manning USA's second power play and expect him to put up some points. You know, a couple other guys to mention on this point, Ryan Ufko and Seamus Casey both just under a point per game for their respective NCAA teams. And they're not even top the four defensemen on this team. So it shows you the depth and talent USA has on D this year. And and that, that that's not even bringing up Ryan Chesley, you know, second round pick for Washington. So, I mean, overall, they got offensive guys, defensive guys. You know, the whole D, defense for USA is very mobile and they move the puck well. You know, I think if USA is going to win gold, it's because they went with a more skilled mobile puck moving defense approach and i i like that i agree with that i 100 percent agree I, I think this team is loaded with talent uh whether it's up the middle along the boards on the wings or on the backhand with defense these guys have a very well-rounded team and i think this is one of their best teams in the last couple of years in my opinion uh they they just have a great squad um you know you could maybe say the same for canada this could be uh, the reason why they don't go all the way. And this is their goaltending. 
Um, in the past, they've had great goalies with Spencer Knight. It seemed like he was there for five years because he, he came into the tournament so early and he just put on great performances every single year and he uh, he shut down Canada quite a bit. So it was tough to face him. But, you know, this year they might not have that guy. Uh, who do we see between the pipes for USA? Well, I, I expect it to be Caden and Barico should start. You know, he started last year. You know, he doesn't have great numbers, you know, with his team, but yeah, he had a good tournament last year and with a 921 save percentage in four games. So, you know, I, I don't see how he's not going to start this year. Um, but, you know, overall, it's definitely a weak point for U.S. in net. Like it is, like I said, for a lot of teams in this tournament, goaltending seems to be down this year, but, you know, that just means more scoring. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. And we know we, we know Canada can, can play that game. You know, they might not want to do the run and gun, but they, they have the star power to do it. Uh, this team, yeah, obviously USA is, USA is sick. Like, besides Canada as a hockey fan, this is um, this my, uh, who I'm excited to watch. Um, between the Luke Hughes and the, the two Jets first-rounders on that same line, um, that's going to be really exciting to watch. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm hyped to watch uh, USA. I think we're going to get into our next team here, and that's Team Finland. Last year's runner-up, uh, obviously devastating loss for them in overtime against Team Canada. Uh, definitely will go down as an instant classic. Um, maybe something that Finland won't want to see in the future, but uh, uh, definitely will go down as a great game. And um, they got some more guys. and uh, Another Jets first-rounder, Brad Lambert, you know, <laughs> He, he, was, he played great with the Jets this year. I don't disagree with them sending him down because, uh, you know, he's still young, right? And uh, he wasn't going to make the team this year. Uh, so, so I understand that. Uh, I'm really excited to watch him. And he's definitely one of the most talented players in this tournament, in my opinion. And um, I think the big question mark for him is just his consistency, though. You know, some games he would be hot and average two points per game or someone like that, right? And then some games... Um, he won't get a point for a while, and I think potentially that has a lack of uh, just a lack of motivation, in my opinion. Um, but hopefully that comes with uh, with age and with more success, and and he can show himself what he can do because he, uh, he he's a great player, and I think he'll be a great NHL player. Um, as far as players to watch and other players lost in this tournament, um, what what do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, like you said, I'm, you know. Every year, I'm excited to watch Brad Lambert. Uh, it's crazy. It's like a tale of two people with him sometimes, you know. Back in December, before the tournament got canceled, he had like six or seven points in the first two games of that tournament, and then it got canceled. He, he looked like the best player in the tournament. And, you know, this is his last year of eligibility. But last year, when they came back in August, he was not good at all. You know, he got dropped down Finland's lineup. So, you know, it's just inconsistency with him, and we'll, we'll see. Like, if things go well... He could dominate this tournament and lead Finland offensively, but if they don't, you know, he could be find himself a drop down the lineup just like last year. Definitely, and he's showing a lot of different uh, like sides of himself. Like obviously, like you said last year before the tournament got canceled, he looked great, and in my opinion, he was a lottery pick at that point in time. You know, a lot, a lot obviously changed, and a lot can change. Um, but in August, he he wasn't himself, and what he found was. By that gold medal game, he wasn't even in the lineup. He, he got scratched. And I, I believe he got scratched also for the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken. Um, this guy, he wasn't in the lineup a lot. And uh, that's definitely something scary to see. Um, 
but it just shows you how much potential this guy has because he didn't he didn't do too much for the second half of the year and he was still a first round pick right so yeah i mean he's he's one of my favorite players like it's it's frustrating sometimes but like i, I think as far as last draft like he, he might have like top three top five potential in that whole draft and like i said if things go well they'll go unbelievably well if they don't you know they could be pretty bad but besides lambert you know Yoakam Kemmel returns this year. Last year, he was one of the best players in the whole tournament, 12 points in seven games. This year, expect him to have another great tournament. And believe it or not, he can return again next year. He, he's still only 18 this year. So that's pretty crazy. You know, he, he looks like a good prospect for the Predators. And, uh, you know, other forwards to mention, Finland's got quite a few, you know. As always, Vili Koivin, another returnee. You know, he's another guy. He played with Lambert back in December last year and looked really good. And then same thing, you know, back in August, he kind of found himself dropped down the lineup as well. But I think he's wearing an A this year for Finland, should be on the top line. And, you know, I'd expect him to have a good tournament as well. Uh, Oliver Kapanen, another guy to mention. He's Finland's captain this year. Montreal's second rounder. He's, he's having a really good year in Finland, almost half a point a game in the Liga. In the men's league, he, he, he's Finland's first-line center, should be their first-line center, playing power play and penalty kill. He's a really important player to this team. And last forward to mention is Nico Hootenen, who he was the last pick of the 2021 draft by the Tampa Bay Lightning, and he's looking like a steal. Good thing they drafted him. He's over. A, he was over a point a game last year with Everett in the WHL, and he's having a phenomenal season in the league with 16 points in 24 games. You know, he, he's a big guy with a heavy release. He's physical, so... You know, that right there, four or five really strong forwards for, uh, for Finland to watch out for. Yeah, for sure. And uh, obviously, one guy they lost that stick out, uh, Aturati. Obviously, huge presence uh, on both sides of the puck last year. And uh, they're definitely going to miss him. So hopefully some of the forwards that you mentioned can uh, collectively fill that hole. Yeah, like you said, th- they lost a few guys. Ratu, their captain, Ronnie Hirvonen, uh, and Kasper Simantival up front. So those are some big losses, and I think a big reason why Finland's a little bit worse this year, you know. Th- those those three guys were probably the top players in the whole tournament for Finland the last couple of years, so losing them is big. And another loss, significant loss, is Topi Niemla, who won the defenseman of the tournament back in 2021. He wasn't as good last year, but still good, and he's aged out as well. So that hurts their defense, but... As far as who to watch out for on defense this year, the guy is Alexi Hamasami. He's one of my favorite prospects. You know, he, he's an unreal skater. He's he, he's so underrated. I think he's a dark horse to, to win the defenseman of the tournament this year. You know, last year he was a point per game at only 18, I believe, in the tournament. Uh, so, you know, he's 19 this year. I expect him to even be even better. He'll be Finland's top defenseman and quarterback in that power play. He should put up some points. Uh, another guy to mention is Topias Vilan, Devils prospect. He's playing really good this season, half a point a game in the Liga, which is really good for a teenage defenseman. You know, so he I expect him to play on that top pair on the left side besides Hamasami. And uh, one more guy to watch. Uh, I don't know how much of a how big of a role he'll play, like I said with other guys, is Aaron Kivihari. You know, he's one of the top prospects of the 2024 NHL draft, maybe top Five, top three. I've even seen him number one. Uh, obviously, that's a long way away, but 
he's definitely a guy to watch in this tournament. Uh, he's, he's only 16. So, like I said, he might not play a big role, but definitely watch out for him for the future. Should, for sure. He should play a long time for this Finland World Junior team. Yep, for sure. And just getting that experience since he's only 16. Uh, you know, he might not be the, the number one guy to watch on this squad this year, but for future teams to come, just getting this experience, being around uh, what, the, what the tournament means, like, it's definitely scary for the next couple of years. Uh, it seems like we have a similar similar theme around this World Junior team, uh, maybe a, a, aside from Sweden, um, the goaltending. Like, this, this might go down as one of the highest scoring World Juniors. <laughs> I think on, you're right. On average, because the star power up front is amazing. Uh, there's teams, or there's uh, defensemen on teams that they can bury the puck to, whether it's Zellweger or uh, Luke Hughes or others. Like these guys can also get into the into the scoring column, and uh, I think the same thing goes as far as goaltending uh, for these guys. Like, what do we think about their their goaltending? I mean, yeah, like I mentioned before. Goaltending is weak across the whole tournament. You know, Finland has, has been blessed to have some good goalies recently, and uh, UC and or uh, Eustace Anunen uh, and Ugo Pekalukinen in the last few years they played really well, and even Joel Bloomquist, Penguins prospect, my team. <laughs> you know, he's aged out now though, so you know, without them, it's not clear who's going to start for Finland. I expect it to be. Returning Yanni Lampinen, you know, usually the returning goalies uh, start the next year if they are still eligible. You know, he he was just a third stringer last year, but he's having a solid solid season in the Messi Finland second league. So, you know, we'll see how he does. Maybe he can surprise people, but yeah, yeah. And this guy is playing in Finland's second men's league, right? So. Uh, I'm not sure what the competition is like there, but if your starting goalie is in your second men's league, you know, like that's uh that's not the most reliable, you know. So we'll see how that plays. Definitely another weak spot. But if all these teams have weak goaltending, are they really considered weak or is it just average? You know, so that that, that might be something to look at. That's a good point. That's a really good point, actually. Right. So, um, anyways, we're going to go into our next team, uh, Team Slovakia, uh. Definitely, they made a lot of noise at the at the draft this year. They uh, they had a, a lot of great lottery picks with Yurosef uh, Slavkovsky to Montreal and Simon Nemec to uh, the New Jersey Devils. Top two um, overall picks, unbelievable. That's yeah, first time ever that uh, the, the Slovakians had the top two picks. So definitely, this uh, this country is going in the right direction, right? As far as last year, very disappointing finish uh, when they got ninth. And um, I hope that leaves a bad, bad taste in their mouth because we want this to be a best-on-best best tournament. Um, and, you know, considering how their team was last year, uh, I think they, they got something to prove this year because they, they should have been relegated, in my opinion, last year. Um, the five drafted players is obviously huge for them. Yeah, they're and lucky there was no relegation last exactly, year. Exactly, exactly. And... Uh, yeah, they have a very young and skilled team, and I, you know, this might not be on everyone's number, on everyone's list to watch, but uh, I'm excited to watch these guys. As far as forwards, forwards, teams, Slovakia, who are some of these guys that we should watch? Well, there's a few guys this year. You know, Slovakia definitely one of their better teams in recent years. You know, obviously it hurts not having Slavkovsky loaned by Montreal, but you know he's playing pretty well in the NHL, so can't blame him for that. But without him, 
I expect their top forward to be Phil Meshar. You know, Habs first round pick last year. Uh, he should lead the team offensively. He's got 22 points in 17 games with Kitchener, Kitchener Rangers in the OHL. Um, I expect him to be on the top line with Adam Sakura, the Rangers second round pick. He's playing well in the Slovakian men's league. He's a great all around player. I expect him to kill penalties like last year. You know, yeah, you know he'll he'll be a leader. He wore an A last year at only 17. So you know he's also eligible even next year. You know, so that'll be three years for him. So definitely uh, a top player for them. You know, a couple other guys to mention. Servats Petrovsky had a good tournament last year. He had three points in four games. It's a wild prospect, so I, I expect him to have a good tournament as well. And, you know, this is very interesting. You know, Slovakia is improving a lot in, the, in their hockey over the years. You know, as far as prospect goes, they're, they're uh, producing a lot more talent from Slovakia. You know, obviously this past year they had three first-round picks. You know, the top two overall in Slavkovsky and Nemitz and then Philip Meshar, who I mentioned earlier. Three first-round picks, that's the first round ever for Slovakia. And this year, they have a chance to beat that. There's four guys from Slovakia who could be potential first-round picks. They've all made this Slovakian World Junior team. Uh, those four guys, Dalibor Dvorsky, Samuel Honzik, Martin Mishiak, and Alex Siernik. They all have chances to be first-round picks, like I said. And, you know, I'm excited to watch them play, as always, with uh, draft-eligible players, you know, We'll see who plays big roles. We'll see whose stock maybe rises or falls. And they're going to need to play well for uh, Slovakia to upset anybody. They need some secondary scoring from them. Yeah, for sure. I, I completely agree. This uh, this country's going in the right direction. And obviously, as Canada fan, you want to see them win every year. That, that's who we all grow up rooting for. But as, as a hockey standpoint, uh, we need this to happen in more countries. Like For sure. These, these guys are on the rise. And uh, it's, it's, you know... It's great for the game, not at, at all levels. Yeah, World Juniors, NHL, hopefully Olympics uh, eventually. But uh, yeah, it, it's great. Um, as far as goalies for this team, uh, another weak spot in my opinion. Uh, what about this guy? Yeah, uh, they have a returnee in Patrick Andersik, who will likely start in goal, like I said. Don't know much about him. We'll see how he does. Maybe he can surprise some people. Uh, their goalie, Simon Lakotsi, the last couple of years, played pretty well. He's aged out now, so we'll see what Andershik can have. All right, yeah, so obviously goaltending, not a not a huge strength, but that's that's what the tournament might be this year. Uh, for their D-men, obviously, Navek is huge. Uh, what do you expect out of him and the, the depth of their, their decor? Yeah, well, I mean, he's a huge addition. You know, last year he didn't come. You know, he was at because the tournament was in August. He was at the Devils uh, prospect development camp, so he couldn't make it. But this year he's a huge addition, a number one defenseman. You know, he should be one of the better defensemen in this tournament, and so definitely excited to watch him play. And another guy to mention is Maxim Sturback, who made it last year at 16. You know, he's another draft eligible defenseman with size. You know, he should play a big role for Slovakia and probably their number two defenseman behind Nemec. As far as our second-to-last team in Group B, uh, Switzerland. Uh, what, what can we expect from Switzerland? You know, these last two teams maybe aren't the most dominant uh, in this in this tournament in, the, in history. And uh, is this the same kind of thing this year, or can we expect a couple upsets? Well, just like Group A and Austria and uh, Germany, 
these bottom two teams, Switzerland and Latvia, th- that, that's their game, you know. Those are That's going to be the biggest game. They play on December 27th, you know, with relegation back, you know, the winner of that game, it's, it's going to be huge. It'll likely uh, decide who moves on to the quarterfinals and who's going to be playing in the relegation round. Uh, so Switzerland, that's a huge game for them. As far as players that they've lost, they lost their captain, Simone Canock and Noah Delmont, a couple of guys that played for this World Junior team for a long time. So that's going to leave some holes to be filled. But, you know, Switzerland's got a pretty weak team overall this year. You know, like defensively, they they added uh, Leon Bixell, which is huge. You know, he, he also couldn't make it back in August. I believe he was injured. He's a Dallas first-round pick. Uh, you know, he, he should be the top defenseman for for Switzerland. And um, expect that absolute behemoth to play a huge role for Switzerland. He's about 6'5", 220, I believe. So he should be good defensively. Uh, other defenseman of note, Dario Sidler. He should quarterback the top power play. Provide some offense from the point. And Flyers pick Brian Zanetti. Should eat up some minutes and be relied on heavily defensively for them. As far as forwards go, their captain, Attilio Bayaska, who had an amazing tournament last year with six points in five games, will be leaned on heavy, heavily as well, offensively and defensively. You know, killing penalties, power play, top line. You know, he, he, he's going to be really big for this team. He, he's broke out a little in the QMJHL, about a point per game. So, you know, he's going to need to play well for Switzerland to avoid the relegation round. A couple of other guys of note, Jonas Tybell had a good tournament last year for the Swiss, and he looks like they'll be he'll be their top-line center this year. Uh, Louis Roban, who's just under a point per game in the QMJ show this year, he'll likely play top-line and top-power play, having, a, like I said, good year in the Q. And a few other guys of note, Nikolai Bockler, Joel Henry, and Lorenzo Canonica are a few other players to watch for Switzerland. Yeah, up front, they'll need to provide some secondary scoring if they want to avoid relegation. Yep, for sure. And uh, just last about Team Switzerland here is the goaltending. Um, they do have a returner, uh, although his numbers aren't great. Um, is is this the same same kind of thing? Yeah, his numbers aren't great, you know, in his home team, but he played pretty well last tournament. Kevin Pash, you know, he he should start. This year as well, he started in the pre-tournament game versus Canada. You know, you know, I thought he played pretty well considering he's Canada. You can't look at the save percentage. For but, sure. Yeah, Swiss will need him to play well to avoid relegation. But yeah, overall, really weak team for Switzerland this year. You know, the last bunch of years, they've been trending downhill since like 2018 when they were, you know, a team that upset and made the quarterfinals. They, uh Philip Kurashev led the way there. He was one of the best players of that tournament. You know, they had guys like Nando Eggenberger, Nico Gross off the top of my head. But they've all aged out now. And Switzerland, you know, they've been one of the worst teams in this tournament for a few years now. So I'd be really worried for Switzerland to get relegated this year because we'll talk about Latvia next, who's the team they'll need to beat. Yeah, for sure. And just a quick thing about Switzerland, too, is like in that 2018 World Junior, obviously Kurashev was great. But these guys were, they, they they made the bronze medal game and they gave Team Russia and Klim Kostin a bit of a run for their money at that game. It definitely wasn't wasn't a blowout. And uh, yeah, that was that was very promising to see. Obviously, Nikki Heischer, 
um, who was drafted around the same time, was was uh, also a great thing for that country. Oh, but yeah. since but since then, we haven't really seen uh, that next thing, and I I don't think we should expect Switzerland to be a hockey dominant country. But they were definitely going in the right direction, and now I feel like they're kind of plateauing, if not going down a little bit. So definitely not something great to see um, with that. Yeah, they they used to always be a team that you have to worry about and preliminary round or you know usually they would always just barely make the quarterfinals and then you you worry about them a couple games you know they played some teams close including Canada over the years like like I said like you said in 2018 they beat Sweden in that quarterfinal and <laughs> went on to almost win the bronze medal game versus Russia so but since then yeah they've just been falling off all right for our next team and it'll be the last for uh for this individual team preview uh we got team Latvia the same kind of thing, um, in my opinion. Like these guys suck. Like these guys are not good. Um, I these guys. It's Latvia. You know, uh, they've had a terrible history from teams, and uh, I expect these guys to make absolutely no noise. I think these guys would be silent. I hope they don't get relegated because I think it's a joke that these teams are in the tournament. For example, I wow. love I love Kazakhstan in the World Juniors. I love that team. Kazakhstan's great. And uh, you know, former Jet Nick Andropov is a face of that, face of that that country. But uh, yeah, I think Latvia's Latvia's brutal. I I can see them getting relegated. Um, I hope they don't. But uh, but what do you think? What I have a lot to say about this. <laughs> I strongly disagree with you here. All right. Um, well, I, I was really impressed with Latvia last year. You know, it was their first year in the tournament. You know. You know, they, they came to replace Russia, which obviously it's unfortunate that they can't play, missing out on a lot of top players. Um, but I think Lavia, they came in and they took advantage of the opportunity. You know, they won their first other ever game at the World Juniors in the top tournament last year when they upset Czechia in the preliminary round. And then they went on to the quarterfinals and, you know, they gave Sweden a run for their money. I think it was a one or two goal game right down to the wire almost upset them. They, they have a really good structure, you know, don't expect much offense at all from them, but they're not going to get blown out like these teams like Austria and Switzerland, 11, nothing, you know, even games last year, they only lost, you know, five, maybe five or six goals at most, maybe sometimes even two or three, like they played every team close. They have great structure the, the coach returns and they're bringing 15 returnees this year from last year. So I think they will be even better. And I think they're a team to watch out for. You know, they don't have much talent at all, only three drafted players, but just their structure alone. They always seem to play Canada well, and I think they're a team to watch out for. I really do think they got a chance to beat Switzerland. Yeah, for sure. I I agree when you say they're bringing back 15 returnees and, and the same coach. That's huge. But in my opinion, they've won one game at this tournament ever. All right? Austria, Austria hasn't won any. I, I know, but this this is what we're saying. Like, this these guys have won one game ever. Like, they be happy for them. <laughs> no, it's 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 great that they're going in the right direction because they uh, until last year they never won a game, so they're going in the right direction. But these, uh, I don't think we can expect anything. Um, in, in my opinion, unless they're playing Team Canada or unless they're playing USA, this isn't a team to watch. And um, yeah. Okay, well, I'll name a few players to watch, and then we'll get to the predictions at the end here to wrap it up. Up front for the forwards, they got the three drafted players, Dan Zlokmelich, Sandis Vilmanis, and Klaus Weinbergs. 
will all play huge roles again and need to produce in hopes of an upset. Um, and we have to mention the shot-blocking legend, Martins Lavinch, who was the heartbeat of the team last year. You know, he had some great quotes and interviews after winning, you know, celebration videos in the locker room. Uh, so it's nice that he's returning. Hopefully he gets the captaincy. On defense, they got Bogdan's hot ass and Nick Spinenko, who are both returnees and with solid numbers in their in the Canadian Hockey League. They should uh, be the top defenseman for them. And as far as the net, not much. Returnee Patrick Burzin should start in net for Latvia. And, yeah, that's about it. All right, so that wraps up our individual team previews. Uh, the next thing we're going to get into is our predictions uh, for, the, for the tournament as a whole. So uh, with the crossover, sometimes it's a little bit tough to get the quarterfinals or the semifinal matchups. As, like I said, there is that crossover. So what we're going to do is we're just going to predict the gold medal game and uh, your predictions on who to win it and, and why they're going to win it. Well, as far as the medals go, you know, I, I think it's going to be Canada. You know, I don't want to jinx anything here. You know, you hate that. But, you know, like I said, they, I think they have the strongest forward group in the tournament. They might not quite have the best defense because USA. And even though they have weaker goaltending, you know, the whole tournament, like, you know, like Brett said, the whole tournament has pretty weak goaltending. So it's more like average. And there's just too much star power front in that top six and good depth, good well-round team well-rounded team overall good size I, I like Canada's team this year to to repeat yep for sure I, I completely agree I I, uh, I I think Canada will get it done for uh, again this year and uh, like you said just like goaltending is a problem but I trust I trust the history and uh, there's always been guys that you don't know and then they come out and, and they do fine you know Dylan Grand was not a name that I personally knew two years ago, and now he, he looks like a great prospect just because I've watched him, right? So sometimes you can't always just judge on, on what the name is. Um, obviously, the star power up front is amazing, and they, they what stands out to this team is they can win in a lot of different ways. You know, like obviously their defense is huge, and they got a, they got a lot of good skilled guys back there, but also their, their forwards, they have some guys that can go you know, get two goals a game, like Bedard and hopefully Fantilli, and I think Stan Coven can also play that role of goal scorer. But then they got guys like Dylan Gunther, and obviously that third line that we talked about. That um, they're just shut down guys, you know. So I think they're not a they're not a team that they need to score five goals every single game to win. I think yeah, they're, I, I they're built to win. Yeah, exactly. And I think in a a game when they're playing tougher teams, uh, they can win a game two one or even one nothing. And I, I think that brings us into our silver medalist, um, in my opinion, uh, Team USA. I think they got they got what it takes to get through the preliminary round strong and uh, finish with a high seed. Uh, definitely the one seed, um, in my opinion. And I, I think they're going to have uh, a pretty easy way to the to the finals. Um, but I, when they meet Canada, obviously, for the reasons we talked about, I think they're going to have a tough time. But uh, like we said, the, the Jets prospects that uh, that we talked about um, are definitely going to be huge, and their defense are uh, are almost as good as Canada's. I, I actually think they are better than Canada's, and um, yeah, I, do do you agree with that? Do you think the USA is going to get second? I agree. I have USA's getting a silver medal. You know, like I said, their defense. You know, it, it, it's one of the best we've seen from them in years, maybe ever. You know, 
I'm really excited to watch them play. We'll see. I mean, obviously that's the dream gold medal game, Canada USA, the old rivalry. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think I think I, I don't think USA is going to have an easy road. You know, like last year they were upset in, in the quarters by Czechia. So you never know; things can happen in you know single knockout tournaments. But I, I agree that, that I predict USA for the silver and and for the bronze, last medal. I think the bronze medal game will be Sweden and Finland, you know, uh, another good rivalry. I, I think Sweden will win that game. They're just their firepower up front in their top six. It's it's just too good. And uh, Finland doesn't really have uh, the goaltending to shut that down. And obviously Sweden has really strong defenses or really strong goaltending as well. So, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. I think Sweden uh, will beat Finland in the bronze medal game. I, I wish that we didn't agree so I could uh, we could debate a little bit, but I think that's the obvious choice. And uh, for guys up front for Sweden, obviously Leo Carlson's going to be huge and the other guys we mentioned during our preview. But I think what really sticks out for this team is our goaltending. And, um, you know, like I think I think Lindblom's going to be a, a really good starter for this team. And I think that's going to be a huge reason why they medal in this tournament. Well, we can get into one thing, some things that we might disagree on as far as the relegation round goes. I think that's what we could get into. Uh, you know, I mentioned earlier Switzerland. You know, I think they have a really weak team this year. Uh, I, I predict that Latvia is going to beat them uh, in, the, in, that, in that preliminary round game, which means that Switzerland will fall to the relegation round coming last place in Group B. And I think that in Group A, uh, I think Germany will just barely, and I mean just barely, hold off Austria. So I think Austria will lose that, come last in Group A and be in the relegation round but, uh, versus Switzerland. So it'll be Austria versus Switzerland in the relegation. And, and uh, I think Austria is going to win. <laughs> Believe it or not, I think Austria is going to beat Switzerland uh, really? in the relegation round. You know, like they have Rohrer. And Scherzer up front, who I think are underrated and, and can maybe take over games. And, like, Switzerland doesn't have anybody like that. You know, Biasca is, is their best shot at that, but I, I don't think he's as skilled as those guys. And Switzerland, uh, Austria obviously has Reinbacker as well on defense. Uh, Switzerland doesn't really have anybody like that. So, I, I, I maybe a hot take here, but I think Switzerland's going to get relegated this year. Really? All right. I uh, I think I, I got to go with my gut, and uh, I think Latvia is definitely going to be in that game. I I know that uh, you were defending them pretty hard there, but I uh, I just don't think they can handle this pressure, to be honest. Like, uh, you know, they won the one game last year. That's great for them. But uh, in my opinion, the relegation game will be t- between Latvia and Austria. And uh, I think Switzerland, they've just been there before, you know? Like, they haven't been relegated in, in a very long time. And I, I, I believe in them to just, uh, you know, at least get one win, you know? Yeah, that's so, fair. Um, I'm going to go with Latvia and Austria. And uh, I think between those two teams, Latvia is a little bit more, uh, a little bit more talented, I guess you could say. So I think Austria is going to get relegated this year. All right. All right, so next we're going to go into uh, individual awards and our predictions as far as the MVP of the tournament, uh, the best forward, the best defenseman, and the best goaltender. Um, in my opinion, I think 
the best, best forward will be Connor Bedard. I do have him uh, winning MVP. I, I think he, he's a big-time player, and I think he's going to show up in the gold medal game. Uh, I'm not sure how much that goes into um, the MVP, but I, I think he's just a performer, and he's going to play great with uh, Shane Wright, and uh, I'm super excited to watch that line. I think Brandon Osman is a great uh, complementary to those two guys, and I think uh, the recently scoring of Shane uh, – Sorry, Shane Wright. Uh, I think that's also going to boost um, Bedard's numbers as he's not the number one target anymore. Like he's not going to be getting double teamed or stuff like that. He's not going to be getting shadowed because you got other threats on that line as well. Not saying he didn't have that last year with uh, Mason McTavish, but I think this year he's just improved a lot. And uh, I got him winning uh, the best forward and the MVP for the tournament. For the best defenseman in this tournament, uh, there was a lot of options I had. But uh, I think just based on what my preview is, you can probably uh, guess what it's going to be. And I got Luke Hughes winning the best defenseman of this tournament. Obviously, I was looking at guys like David Yurchek, Olin Zellweger, and uh, among others. But I think Luke Hughes leading his team to the gold medal game, uh, despite falling short, um, I think he'll win the best defenseman. Um, and for the big reason, it just is how dynamic he is, you know, all sides of the puck, he's going to get the job done. He's going to be playing penalty kill. He's going to be playing power play one minute. Um, obviously, he's going to be the top pairing, and uh, I think he's going to put up a lot of points. As far as the best goaltender in this tournament, I uh, I think this is kind of a runaway, in my opinion. Um, he's going to be a huge reason on why this team wins the bronze medal. Uh, Vegas prospect Carl Lindblom, I think he's going to have a great tournament. Uh, his save percentage is obviously going to be pretty high, and uh, yeah, I think he's I think he's the number one goalie in this tournament. As far as your predictions uh, for MVP, best forward, best defenseman, and goaltender, uh, do you agree with some of my opinions? Do you are are they different? Uh, let's hear it. I, I agree with you. Probably no surprise here on uh, uh, for the MVP, Connor Bedard. He, he's just too good. You know, he's having I think maybe the best season in decades in the WHL. He's only seventeen. You know, he's he's got experience in the World Juniors, won gold last year. He's only he's only going to get better. You know, he was really good in that pre-tournament game. He had three assists against Switzerland. You know, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he blows up for 20 points to this tournament, you know? Wow. I, I think, yeah, he, I think he's got the potential to do that, especially Shane, playing with Shane Wright and Brennan Othman, obviously a physical presence on that first line. I think that line's going to dominate and be the main reason Canada wins gold. And as far as the defenseman of the tournament goes, got a little bit of a hot take here. You know, a little bit of a dark horse, in my opinion, Alexi Hamasami for Finland. I mentioned earlier I'm a big fan of his. You know, I think he's a really underrated prospect. You know, maybe you guys haven't even heard of him, but he, he, watch him. You know, he, he's, he's, he's a really good skater, really talented. Like I said, last year he was a point per game at this tournament as a defenseman. He's only going to get better. You know, he's going to be playing top top power play for Finland. You know, and and I I think I think he might surprise some people. That's my hot take. Him and Salmi for the defenseman of the tournament. And as far as goalies go, I agree with Carl Lindbom. You know, I think he's the best goaltender here. You know, there's not a whole lot of top end goaltenders at this tournament. So I I think I agree with you. That he's going to be. A, Big reason why uh, Sweden wins the bronze, and I think Lindblom's going to win the uh, goalie of the tournament. 
yeah, for sure. And uh, like you said, I, I think uh, that best defenseman award could be a bit of a toss-up. Uh, one guy that we didn't mention was Simon Nemec. Obviously, he could win that uh, that award as well. So uh, I expect him to have a big tournament. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. All right, that'll just about wrap it up for the Elbows Up podcast, episode one of our World Junior Preview. Uh, next week on January 2nd, we'll be releasing our second episode. That episode will include upsets from a team standpoint and from an individual standpoint, as well as uh, breakout teams and breakout stars. And uh, we're going to talk about if our predictions have changed or maintained the same. Uh, so make sure to go listen to that uh, next podcast on January 2nd, as mentioned. And uh, thanks for listening.